Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Joey, and I'm a recovering addict and the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This space is for you. Sometimes when there's a lot going on in my life, it feels nice to just sit by the lake in the morning. I have a lot of gifts in my life. One of them is the opportunity to sit on my back deck and watch the lake. My favorite time to watch the lake is first thing in the morning with coffee and my journal and at the end of the day as the sun is setting preferably with like a glass of scotch or something like that <clears throat> spiritual practice does not always look like getting on our knees in a pew or sitting on a cushion in a meditation hall. As my Buddhist friends like to say, there's on the cushion and there's off the cushion. And so it's good to remember that uh, we can find spirituality and spiritual engagement in simple, basic practices. But it is important, as I reminded my patients yesterday, to intentionally set aside time every day to just sit and listen, to just be quiet. We continue our series on the 12 steps today. <clears throat> Yesterday was the eighth step. The spiritual principle behind the eighth step is compassion. And in the eighth step, we make a list of all persons we had harmed and we become ready and willing to make amends to them all. It's another list just like step four, but just like step four needs a step five for closure, for absolution, for release and relief. Step eight needs a step nine. In many ways, step four and step five are practice for the eighth and ninth steps. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Morning allergies are literally the worst. What happens in the ninth step? In the ninth step, we get an opportunity to talk to the people that we've hurt and watch justice unfold. Yes, the spiritual principle behind the ninth step is justice. I want to invite you to take a few deep breaths. We're going to do some box breathing today. 
want you to breathe in your nose on a count of four. Hold for four. Breathe out for four. And then rest for four. And then do it again. So in. Hold. Three, two, one. Out. Three, two, one. Rest. Try it again. Once you've done a few deep breaths, just sit or stand or lie down, whatever works for you. And uh, you can close your eyes or soften your gaze and turn it toward the floor. But just be present with yourself, with whatever is in this moment. How are you feeling? What's going on in your life? There's a lot going on in my life right now. And although being here in this moment doesn't erase the things that are going on, it helps me to practice acceptance of the things that are going on. Not to judge my thoughts or my feelings or my body right now, but rather to just accept that this is how I actually feel. This is what I actually think. This is my actual, honest, lived experience. I'd like you to practice something as we do our ninth step Lectio Divina together. I want you to picture one or two people that would be on your eighth step list. People that you feel you would like to say you're sorry to. <clears throat> these are not people that we are, uh, These, well, you know, they may be people that you wished would say they're sorry to you too, but that's not what this is about. So just picture people that you would like to say sorry to that maybe you haven't said sorry to yet. Just a few people or just one, whatever works for you. And then listen to the ninth step. I'm going to read it three times. Notice what stands out to you as you think of those people from your eighth step. We made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. We made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. We made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Thank you so much.
So why is the spiritual principle behind the ninth step justice? My, um, one of my old seminary professors, Dr. John Paul, used to say, justice is what love looks like in public. What a beautiful definition. It's my favorite definition, I think. That love that we say that we have, when we're living it out in public, justice is served. People are treated justly and rightly. Right? When justice is served, you know, in a TV show or in real life, we think of the person who has committed the crime as one person, and then we think of the judge and the jury, the prosecutor, we think of the accuser, law enforcement, all the different parties. That's how our culture works in the justice system which many argue is a pretty broken system. But I'm inviting you to consider something today. In the ninth step, you're doing something counter to the culture. You're engaging in a risky spiritual act. You are, in the ninth step, the criminal, so the the convicted. You are also the judge and the jury and the executioner. You are the one who is not only admitting fault, pleading guilty, but you're also carrying out the sentence on behalf of, not yourself, but the people that you have harmed. And ultimately, the beauty of this is, in carrying out this just sentence, on behalf of the people you have harmed and freeing them from that pain. You are also freeing yourself from that pain. People get really scared around the ninth step. It's one of the most frightening steps traditionally in the 12 steps. And people will say to me, I don't know how to do this. How do I even begin? Well, you can call people. You can email them. You can write them letters. I'm a letter writer. Um, you can go to them in person if that's safe one of the most important pieces of this step is yes you need to make direct amends whenever possible but if it's going to injure someone spiritually, emotionally, mentally physically or somebody connected to the situation, then do not do it, right? Does that mean you're off the hook? In a certain sense, but in another sense, not at all. You see, even if this person is not ready to hear from you, and there's still people in my life who I would love to say I'm sorry to, but are not ready to hear from me. I thought, well, that means that my ninth step isn't done. And that I've somehow failed at my ninth step. And I'm never going to feel right. I'm always going to feel shame and the burden of great guilt on my heart. I talked to my therapist and my therapist said, Joey, please just write 
all of the letters, even to people that don't want to hear from you. And instead of sending those letters, build a fire in your backyard and burn those letters. And as the letters are consumed by the flame, watch the ashes rise with the smoke, take a few deep breaths, and remember that even though it's not magic, it's a powerful reminder of the fact that even though, yes, you hurt those people, the fact that you're ready to say you're sorry and make amends and to ask for forgiveness is proof that it no longer has power over you. What a beautiful thing. So maybe that's what you need to do. This is not about whether or not the other person is ready to hear from you. It's nice when they are. But, you know, even some people who are ready to hear from you, once they hear from you, they might turn around and say, you know what, fuck you. Like, I'm not interested in forgiving you at all. You're a piece of shit and you hurt me and go away. And that can be really painful too. But just remember, they have their own process. This is about you and your process. And if you're at the ninth step and you're ready to make amends, maybe not entirely ready, but ready enough, then justice will be served one way or another. You're carrying out justice for your sentence, not theirs. Okay? They have to handle their own load. And if they choose to live in unforgiveness or bitterness, that's on them. As much as you may feel it's on you, it's not on you. you it is not on you. You are released from the pressure of that burdensome shame. It's not on you. What is on you, truly, is saying you're sorry. There is nothing that unique about the ninth step, really. It's just a super spiritual act. That is to say, it's a superhuman act. Not superhuman, but very human act. To say you're sorry to somebody when you made a mistake or when you did wrong and to ask for their forgiveness. Creating a gateway for forgiveness, there's nothing like it. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful spiritual acts that human beings can engage in. And the gateway to forgiveness is, I'm sorry. What do we lose if we say, I'm sorry? In the culture, we're told, don't ever apologize. It's a sign of weakness. In the recovery community, and in the spiritual community, we celebrate being that kind of weak fool. The one who's willing to say, I'm sorry, because they know they've got nothing to lose when they are held in the hands of unconditional love that never quits and always forgives. You are forgiven, dear listeners. And if you are forgiven, then you're free to say you're sorry. I love you. Thank you so much. Take good care of you today. 
And by way of announcement, you may have noticed I referred to myself as Joey at the beginning instead of Josiah. I am asking people to refer to me by the name Joey now. Um, it's very important to me. It's a name that I've gone by many times in the past. It's a name that I resonate with much more deeply than Josiah, and it's a big part of my healing process as a person. So, Joey it is. And uh, if you listen to this podcast, and you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a star review, there's a five-star opportunity there, anywhere between one and five stars, and then write, not just give the star review, but actually write a review and publish it on Apple Podcasts. It's very easy to do. It would really help boost this podcast and get it moving forward. Please take the time to do that today. Will you help me out? I could use it, truly. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I'll see you tomorrow.